Welcome to Winning Is Not Everything, where we bring sanity back to youth sports by focusing on character development, effort, and sportsmanship, not rankings and trophies. I'm your host, Sean Jensen, former NFL reporter, children's book author, and youth sports coach. Josh Mahoney is a really good kid, but too often, he's not given the benefit of the doubt, and that's a huge problem in youth sports. Stick around to hear what I mean. Team Snap is the presenting sponsor of the Winning Is Not Everything podcast. As you start thinking about your spring sports season, the Team Snap app can help you spend more time focusing on coaching and less time worrying about the team management side of things. Even in this preseason time, coaches can use the app to start building relationships with players and parents through the messaging features. Plus, once your spring schedule's ready, put it on the app for parents to easily sync to their calendars. Download the TeamSnap app in your mobile app store or visit teamsnap.com slash winning for more information. A referee since he was 12 years old, Josh Mahoney endures even though he's been subjected to verbal abuse and was on a crew when a brawl broke out, prompting an ambulance and police. What were the stakes? It was a men's rec game. Josh, though, still sees more pros than cons, although he worries that things are getting worse. Let's jump into part two of my conversation with Josh Mahoney, where he discusses a mentor who helped and inspired him and some of his experiences as a young referee. Let's get to it. I know you had a very influential mentor. How did you make that connection with your mentor in officiating? Yeah, so, I mean, initially, I think we just ended up working a couple games together where we got to kind of build a little bit of a personal relationship to working on the field together. And then, you know, we'd end up going out to different things. It, maybe just after a game, going out for dinner or whatever, just talking about different scenarios, different things that could happen in a soccer game or that would have happened. And, and just kind of learning that way, I think, is big. And then I find in Minnesota here, we have a really good community of officials that you know, are very supportive of each other and want to help each other get better. And then also the social aspect where we'll go out, you know, after a game or whatever, go grab a bite and talk about various scenarios or whatever, and uh, just be able to learn and improve from each other that way. And who was your mentor again? What's his name? Alan McIntosh was my first mentor. But he, unfortunately, this past November, um, passed away from after long uh, bout with cancer. But yeah, he was the first person who really kind of took me under his wing and then, you know, said, hey, this is how you can, you know, get to the next level. This is what you need to do and kind of showed me that path a little bit and motivated me to get there. What's something that you learned from Alan? I mean, that, that could apply to officiating or just in life, but what what's a big lesson that you learned from Alan? Yeah, I mean, the number one thing was, I would say humility. He was, you know, he didn't want any credit even when... You know, he was going through his battle with cancer, like everybody's sending them wishes and everything. His motto was just a guy living day to day. Like he, it was, it was never about him. He was just, you know, it was about the battle more so, you know, it wasn't about him personally. He didn't want the attention. He didn't want the credit. And I think that's kind of developed who I am as a person and as a referee. That's not who I am either. I don't, I don't want to be the guy under the, the bright lights. The best game I have is when nobody remembers the referee at all. Like, you know, nobody is talking about the officiating. That's, that's the best job I can do. 
that's hard when you're so young and you lose somebody so important to you. How did you get through that difficult time after Alan passed? Yeah, it was, it was tough. I mean, it was right before finals too. So I like, I didn't, I didn't really have much time to, to kind of reflect on it. Yeah, it was definitely tough, but I got through it and got through finals and then ended up getting back here in time for the service, which was really meaningful, really helpful. Did you get a chance to meet some of his, you know, family and, and friends, you know, that weren't officials? Yeah, yeah, and that was that was really cool too. I mean, it definitely his wife especially was definitely struggling, so kind of kind of had to be there for her a little bit and trying to help her through that. Which you know, again, like for someone like me, it was it was a tough situation, but definitely glad I was able to kind of help her through that. We see often these nightmare stories of officials, you know, being yelled at and just the, all this attention that's brought to this. I mean, how did you deal with that being a 12 year old and starting and, and were you fortunate that you didn't have any issues or did you have some contentious or scary moments, you know, from the beginning? For me, I, I don't think it was as bad as it is even today. I think it's gotten worse. So I don't, I don't really remember a moment where I was ever really scared about parents or coaches kind of acting on the line. But I also have a personality where I I can take it, especially at this point, you know, I'm older. I'm like, you yell at me, whatever, like to a certain point, right? But I do remember I was doing, I think I was probably 15. I was doing a development academy game back when that was around. And a, there was a call that the coach didn't agree with. And he, I was an assistant referee and he's coming down the line, starts yelling at me. So I had to, you know, get the center referee over and deal with it. Mm. You know, we ended up tossing him from the game for some of the he was saying, but yeah, I think it's gotten worse today. Even now, like just last weekend um, in Minnesota, right? There was an adult official doing a game who was giving a red card to a 16 year old player who ended up, you know, assaulting him. And that's, that's something we got to deal with. So there, there is always a little bit of a risk of something like that happening these days. It's crazy, but it's kind of the world we're living in. Josh, you started officiating when you were 12 and now you're 20 and you're saying it's worse now. Why do you think that is? I mean, I don't know that I can point a specific reason. I think part of it is just kind of the polarization of society. I think it's becoming more acceptable to act inappropriately, to say things that you shouldn't be saying to other people. I think the pandemic probably had something to do with it. When we came back from that, people kind of had you know, they'd been pent up, so to speak, for, for a year, year and a half. And, you know, they want to take it out on someone and, oh, the referee just made a bad call. He's a perfect guy that I can just yell at. And then I think part of it too, is that they aren't necessarily facing consequences that they should be in certain instances where, you know, if you got 15 year old, 14 year old kid refereeing game and if somebody's yelling at him, you know, they may not do anything about it and nobody ever hears about it. And then that just enabled that parent or that coach or that player to just, you know, go on the next game and do the same thing to the next referee. And um, it kind of just grows from there. So I don't know how to address the root of that problem, but I think it's definitely something that needs to happen. sounds like you haven't had too many negative experiences, but I know some of your peers and you've been doing this for a long time. What's one of those kind of stories that really 
sticks in your mind of somebody that you know? I mean, you, you shared one example earlier, but maybe somebody younger, you know, somebody around your age or somebody who was young who really had to deal with kind of a very contentious or, or scary situation. Well, the worst one for me, I would say, and this wasn't necessarily directed at the referees, but I was doing a, a men's rec game, I think two years ago now as an assistant referee. And I think it was near the end of the game, maybe eight minutes left in the game, there was a pretty bad tackle. And as the referees, you know, going for the card, the guy who gets down gets up and, you know, just starts punching the guy who fouled him. And everything blew up from there. You know, full fist fight brawl. One guy, I know, got plated in the stomach. Another guy had his nose broken by a fist. Ambulance was called, police were called. It was crazy. And it's like, this is where we're at. Like, this is happening. And, you know, it was on us to kind of deal with that. So kind of crazy scenarios like that, that aren't, aren't as uncommon as they should be, frankly. And then where I, I guess at the time I was probably 18, you know, I'm, I have to kind of sort that out when he, you know, there's a policeman wanting to take my statement. Like that's, that's a scary situation for anyone to be in. When you're 12 and 13 years old and, you know, it's, it's a lot of pressure, right? To make the right call. And did you see what you see? How did you kind of deal with that? You know, just as you're trying to grow in confidence in your competency as a, as a referee. Yeah, that's a good question. I mean, I think I was always probably more confident than than most people. And I don't hit that to brag or anything. I just feel like that's kind of who I am where I'm, you know, this is what I saw tweet, you know, it's going that way. So stuff like that. And I, I don't really think I ever had much of a problem with confidence, but I think that's the number one thing a new referee needs. And it's not necessarily something that can be taught, right? It is like, even if you're wrong, like I can care less if I'm out mentoring somebody, I don't care if you're wrong. If you're hundred percent confident, that's what you need to have. And that's how you're going to get better and move up. Because, you know, if you get a throw-in call wrong, we can fix that. We can talk about that. But if you're unconfident, you know, if you see a foul happen right in front of you and I ask you, why'd you not call that? Oh, I didn't want to, or, you know, something like that. That's a little harder to kind of teach that where you know, have just having the confidence to make the call, be it right or wrong, I think is critical. You're not coaching at a level where there's VAR or anything, where there's, you know, video evidence of you made the right call, you made the wrong call. But how do you reconcile being confident and maybe confidently making the wrong call and having to sort of learn about that or be accountable to that later? You know, because I think that's something that a lot of people wonder about. Well, where's the accountability for these officials? And you'd mentioned that sometimes mentors are there watching you and giving you constructive criticism about that. And, you know, I just want to be 100% clear, nobody's perfect. So I don't know why we have this expectation that referees are going to be perfect in every single call they make, you know, but how do you sort of deal with that part in terms of the accountability versus, you know, having the confidence to make a decision? It's a good question. I think... Especially at the younger, you know, the youth level and stuff, like talking about new referees again. I don't think it's accountability with officials that, that really matters. I think, you know, if it's a U12 game, if they get a call wrong, it's not the end of the world, you know. The, but the parents are acting like it's, you know, it's the World Cup. You know, their kid, there's a scholarship on the line on this game, right? So I think the bigger problem at, at the youth level especially is the accountability with parents and coaches' behavior. But as far as where I'm at now, where I'm doing a lot of these semi-pro games, you know, there is video and after the game, I'm going to go back and look at the video and say, Hey, you know, this call I made, did I, what do I think now that I can see the video again? There is accountability for that. If I were to screw up a call or misapply, you know, the laws of the game in a certain scenario, it could end up 
with me not getting future assignments at the level I'm at. But I think that's starting to change a little bit too, where it's, it's less so, you know, hey, you make one wrong call on one of these games and you're done. And it's more, hey, you screwed this up. How do we learn from this? How do we, you know, help you out and get you back to a point where you can, you know, go out and do the next game at this level. So, and I think that's a good thing. Frankly, I think 10 years ago, it was super cutthroat from what I've heard, where if you're, you know, moving up and you start to move up and you're doing these pro leagues, maybe that are a little bit under the MLS and you make a mistake, like that was it, you're done. So I think it's better to have multiple chances, but there's definitely still accountability for, for making mistakes. We all know that sports is an important building block for today's youth. Sports teach kids valuable life lessons, leadership, teamwork, perseverance, and much more. But today's youth face more pressure than ever before in the classroom, at home, and even on the field. TeamSnap, the presenting sponsor of Winning Is Not Everything, will be hosting a webinar on mental health in youth sports. On June 29th at 1 p.m., I will have a conversation with Minnesota Vikings linebacker Brian Asamoa on his experience with mental health in youth, college, and professional sports. An advocate, Asamoa brings a unique perspective to the table as he discusses his own experience with mental health and the importance of prioritizing mental health in youth sports. Check out our social media for more details. Thank you so much for tuning into this episode of Winning Is Not Everything. Please make sure to like the podcast and subscribe to the podcast so you can immediately get the latest episode. Also, I've launched a new newsletter, the Youth Sports Sanctuary, which aims to provide a safe space to ask questions and engage in discussions on the important challenges and issues in youth sports. Before I close, though, my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, and I are thrilled to present our Coach of the Month. We want to shine the spotlight on coaches in youth sports who are making a positive impact on young student-athletes, and we want to recognize Dante Prevet, who leads the planning and execution of coach education initiatives for the Philadelphia Youth Sports Collaborative. Among many other roles, Dante is the creator of NFL Flag Philly, and he's in his 15th year of coaching tackle and flag football, rugby, lacrosse, and basketball. Congratulations, Dante. Last but not least, I want to thank my presenting sponsor, TeamSnap, the go-to app to help you have a successful spring sports season. Until next time, I'm Sean Jensen.